giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Mike check one two. Mike check one two. Thirsty Thursday up in here, baby. What's going on, Cowboys Nation? Good morning, good people. Welcome to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom. That's me right here. That's me right here. And today is Thirsty Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. We'll get to a lot of things today, man. I, I, today was the episode I really was looking forward to because I think the defense has a chance to put it all together. All together. That's right. Coming up, we'll talk about the Cowboys defense against that Eagles offense. And then before all that, we'll get into the roundup where we kind of got to catch you up to the injury slash COVID slash injury. I feel like every week there's going to be something like this. But it is what it is. That's just how we got. That's the world we live in, as the old heads would say. But all right, let's bring this thing in with some energy, guys. Let's let's do it. How are you guys doing this morning? C. Burleson in the building. Sadika, Sheila. What's up, Sheila? Fresh Fade, my guy, Stevie Mac, the my guy, Primetime Phil, Mike Harris, KD, a.k.a. Swaggy P, Derek Small, TC in the building. Uh, we got my boy, Shawnee, in the building. What's going on, 717? Adrian, I see you, my lady in the building, and the many, many more that will be coming through. Make sure if you do miss it, you run it back with the hashtag running back gang, as well as check us out on the audio podcast or on a sports.com slash Dallas. And continue to keep following me on Twitter, right there at Skywalker Still, where we can kind of get off some shots and, and some some takes without you know interruption, right? Because on Twitter, I can just say whatever I want to say. Y'all can't really respond back to me unless, until you reply, and you can even filter that out. But uh, <laughs> come on over to Twitter, man, and follow me. What's up, Mark? What's up, Julian and Ashley Garcia? Good morning, Facebook in the building. Good morning, YouTube. Good morning to my mom, Dukes. I see you, Mike, over there on Facebook. KD with the notification gang. Hey, and while y'all here, go ahead and click that like button. Everybody in the chat at the same time, just click like so we can continue to make this morning show one of the best morning shows in Cowboys Nation. And one of the best shows, period. Right? Period. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. All right, guys. It is, we're about, what, four days away? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, about four days away to Cowboys, Eagles, that it's just starting to get there. Well, like, see, my boy Shawnee's in here. He know how it is, Cowboys, Eagles, where I'm from. So, you know, right now I'm I'm doing the professional thing, but I'm going to be joining an Eagles podcast later this week, and I'm just flat out going to tell him, listen, throw that out the window. I'm here for all the smoke. And so check that out whenever it gets a chance to drop. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm ready for this. Friday is going to be – I'm sorry, Monday is going to be crazy – at Texas Live. Make sure y'all jump on over there. If y'all can't come, jump in here. Me and Jesse will be there, and it's just going to be, I mean, I, I really can't put words to it, though. Monday is going to be absolutely bananas. I wish low-key I was in 
the stadium. I know those that are going is going to be nuts too. So uh, make sure y'all come through, check us out, me and Jesse, or just support in general, right? Support in general. Jacob said a lot went on yesterday. It did. It did. And you know what? Let's jump right into it. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. That's right. The morning roundup presented by our guys over at Texas Family Fitness. Solution for your fitness goals, whether it be for weight loss, strengthening up, toning up, sports or stress relief. Our friends over at TFF have everything you need from state of the art equipment, group classes, experienced professional certified trainers and much more. So if you're looking to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor, head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. So, guys, every day it seems like more and more news is going to come out or every week, really, about this COVID thing. Right. And today's COVID situation involves Keanu Neal. I'm a little torn <laughs> because I like Keanu Neal. I like I, I feel like I like how he's coming along at the linebacker position uh, and things like that. Problem is, he's now on the COVID list. But it's not that he has COVID yet, at the very least. So what he is right now is a high risk, high contact, high risk contact COVID case. Close contact, I'm sorry. So, he technically can clear protocol by Monday. That's the other thing. It's not a game on Sunday. It's Monday. But he has to test negative for five days as a high-risk close contact. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tough. He's cutting it close, so I'm not really ruling him out. But in case he is ruled out, I'll ask you guys. Don't you feel pretty good about the linebacker depth, right? Like, you're losing Keanu Neal, an athletic linebacker, going up against an athletic quarterback. But, you know, Cox might get a chance now. You know, the the, the safety room has some big nickel to it. I like the depth. I'm, I'm not really tripping too much about Keanu Neal if he has to be out. So, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for Keanu Neal, right? Like you, you don't want to miss that. Definitely, as you're still trying to come into the linebacker position, but um, I don't feel too bad. <laughs> Fresh fade hashtag Jabril Cox. Yeah, yeah, we getting. Hey, this is this is that time we talked about it yesterday, and I said it to a couple people on Twitter. I said, how crazy we were literally just talking about that either Tuesday or Wednesday about out. It's the only way Cox is going to get on the field, in my opinion, is horrid linebacker play. Or injuries. And boom, here we go. COVID list. So let's see what, what Jabril Cox has if if Keanu Neal was out. I think this will be the week. Jabril Cox, right? Athletic quarterback. Athletic tight ends. It's a big week. Tino said, can Curse play linebacker? He's got some size. I would definitely go towards some more big nickel if... Donovan Wilson is back. Absolutely. Even if he's not, I mean, you could do Malik Hooker and KZ. You kind of compromise yourself a little bit in the tackling department. 
But um, I wouldn't put Curse full-time linebacker, but I would do a lot more big nickel. Curse, he's shown that, Curse. He can, he can get busy up there at the line of scrimmage. Stevie Mack said, just don't give Jalen more snaps because of it. That's probably the case. I mean, Jalen Smith played the most snaps last week. He didn't compromise the Cowboys, but likely what's going to happen if, if Keanu Neal was out. Oscar says he has a feeling that Neal will be back for Monday if he doesn't have COVID. I kind of I kind of do too. Because, you know, after reading the details and things like that, if he doesn't have the if he doesn't have COVID, he just needs five days of negative testing. So we may be making a big fuss out of it, but we got to, right? Because he's on the list right now. So right now he's he doesn't even count towards the team. Another guy that's likely out, and this is all basically injuries updates from Wednesday, Carlos Watkins uh, had a knee issue against the Chargers coming out that game, and he may miss the game going into the Eagles. Monday night home opener. I'll say this about Carlos Watkins. It's a roller coaster. When we first signed him, I, I was all, ah, this is just a camp body. Now, camp body. Camp comes, preseason comes, he's playing very well. He's starting, right? And and Quinn is talking about this is our guy. This is the starting guy. And I'm, I was confused, but I was like, you know what? I can't be mad at how he plays. So whatever. First two games of the year. I, you know, hasn't been that good. The, the, the only issue about losing Carlos Watkins, in my opinion, is bodies. Right? Like you're, we can't continue to keep losing these bodies on the defensive line. And, and and pretend we're all good. So now you hope that I'm pretty sure they will. They'll call up Hamilton, but he's not a three tech. So our defensive tackles right now: Oso Digizua, Brent Urban, Bohanna, and Hamilton. Right? We're running short at three tech. Watkins is out. Gallimore is out. Tristan Hill is out. I think I might make the call. Right, like you might have to go make a call, whether it be practice squad, whether it be one of these free agents, um, whether it be making a trade, but something has now again. You'll get Gallimore back, you'll get Hill back, so maybe I don't make a trade, but I don't know that I want to continue to keep going into these weeks that low at the three tech position because right now it's Osa Digizua or or bust. Think about that for a second. You think so Oscar thinks the the Watkins injury is key to this game? I I don't think it's key, Oscar. I I don't think he's been that good. I don't really think he's an impact player, but he's a body. That's the thing, right? Like he's a body that's going to help alleviate more snaps to a young guy like maybe Oso Digizua or Brent Urban or Bohanna, who they're not he's not a young guy, Urban, but he's he's the only other three tech outside of of uh, Osa. So I don't know, man. I, it might be time to start looking to maybe poach somebody from another team. Uh, Fresh said, I'm, so, I'm sure they'll pull someone from another team's practice squad, preferably someone who's familiar with Quinn's system. Yeah, M- MK and Oscar, we talked about Justin Hamilton getting called up, but Justin Hamilton's a one-tech. He's not really a, a penetrating three type of guy. He's a, let's let's take up some some blockers, which is fine. It's, he's a body. But who is, who is replacing Osa or who's tandem with Osa on pass rushing downs? Speaking of pass rush, Dorrance Armstrong. 
Now, he could miss even more than just this week. He's out with a high ankle sprain. We're talking multiple-week injury. Tino talked about, I see here talking about Chauncey uh, Golston. Yeah, that's probably where you're going to have to go. Oof, boy, that's, he's a lightning, but defensive end, three-tech. Uh, but, yeah, Dorrance Armstrong, another guy out. <laughs> Just keep taking hits. You get Randy Gregory back, you lose Dorrance Armstrong. Right when I thought, all right, this is the game, right, where Randy Gregory, Dorrance, you can maybe move Micah back. Eh, you might have to start thinking about playing Micah up at the line of scrimmage more again because the depth right now at defensive end is Gregory, Basham, Anai and Kamara. Kamara did play some snaps. I don't think they're going to give him more than like 10, maybe 15 snaps. That might be not. But Gregory Basham and Anai, I think, are going to play a ton. And then Micah Parsons. Like, what do we do with Micah this week? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that today. What do we do with Micah Parsons? Ask you guys, and we'll get into it. Um, Jacob says Chauncey Ghoston and Osa at three tech. That's pretty much what it's looking like. If if Ghoston is ready, remember he he didn't play all off season, uh, preseason. So if Ghoston is ready, that might be the moves, man. That might be the moves. What to do, Clutch Sports? All the way from Vegas. L. Jean says Big Bo and Hamilton is up next. By the way, Bohanna has played well. Like, he's done his role. We talked about this the other day. In the stat sheet, Bohanna and Urban, they may not have been um, prominent, but they, they're definitely helping, doing exactly what they said they were going to do. We're going to take up double teams. We're going to let our linebackers run free and make plays behind us. That's what they're doing, you know. The stat sheet's not really welcoming to them, but they're, it doesn't matter. They're doing their job. How you doing, Miss Jackie? Uh, Andy says, Scott, what do you think about Dallas rushing defense against Eagles? I'm not confident with our deep. And that is something that we're definitely going to be talking about here, Andy, on today's episode. Cowboys defense against the Eagles offense and how they match up. And I and I think the running game is the way to go for Philly. Uh, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Tariq says, Dorms got hurt in that game. Yes, he did. <laughs> Just stopped starting Anthony Brown. Says Uni. I mean, that's not going to happen just yet. We'll see. Fresh said, what about moving to a 3-4 for this game? I thought they were going to do that last week. And, and again, this is a versatile defense. They, they did run some variations of things. So I think at this point, Fresh and, and Cowboys Nation, I'm about done with the are we 3-4, are we 4-3, what are we? Or versatile defense that's going to do a lot of moving around. Um, and, and that's just how it's going to be. Uh, real quick, phone lines are open. Let me go ahead and drop this in here real quick. Three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven is the lines. If you want to call in, give us your opinions on everything. Uh, Brandon says we should have went after and, and got Atkins. That 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 might be a thing at this point, man. I mean, I don't know how much longer you can go in. Carlos Watkins has proven he he is what I thought he is what I thought he was a body. He's a body. All right. So let's jump into the first word, which is about Micah Parsons. And the reason why I wanted to start with him is because yesterday, before the news came out about Dorrance Armstrong, um, 
I was all head of steam, ready to just go, hey, let's move him back. But now it's something you got to think about. But Micah talked about basically being a headhunter and a hit list for the quarterbacks, but he also talked about Jalen Hurts and how to defend him yesterday uh, in his presser. So um, here's the first word. I mean, I would say every quarterback that's on the season is on the hit list. I mean, I want all of them. Herbert was just the guy I had that week, you know what I'm saying? But uh, Hurts, he's on the hit list now too. I look at be like the Terminator out there. Uh, he's a great threat. You know, uh, you look at players who's changing the game of football, like Lamar, Herbert, uh, Hurts, and just the mobility of them getting outside the pocket to extend plays. Um, you got to learn how to contain them. You got you to gotta do some stunts. You got to box and cage them into that thing so he can't go nowhere. So it's going to be a great deal of challenge, great player. Uh, I mean, you looked at him through Alabama, then Oklahoma. Um, he's always been a threat with his legs, and you got to learn how to slow him down and um, spy him up a little bit and get to him, get him off his point where he don't want to come out the box. <laughs> my boy Mike said, my boy Mike said, it's his turn. He on the hit list. Gotta be like the Terminator. Come on, man. That 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 boy's a dog. Stop playing with him. Stop playing with him. All right, I calm down now. <laughs> Just saying. Listening to him talk sometimes, Micah. You know, he's he he if he if he doesn't help turn this defense around, then the Cowboys defense just has no hope. If you can't get excited watching him play and, and just his youthful ignorance in a sense, right? Sometimes you need that. Sometimes as as with veterans that you have on, on the uh, defense side of the ball, you need somebody like Micah Parsons. Dude's an animal. But anyway, so this year so far in the first two weeks, Micah's been everywhere, man. He's lined up 49 times on the defensive line, 38 times in the box. And, and for real, for real, that's literally been flipped Week one to week two, he didn't line up at all in the box in week two, um, and in week one, he did have some snaps at both the bo- uh, as linebacker and as a defensive end. And with that, eleven pressures, a sack, six tackles, and four stops, and 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 really just been a terror opening up things for guys like Osa Digizua and vice versa. Like Osa's also opened up things for for Micah and what have you, um, and pressured the hell out of. What's the cat's name from um, Herbert? Just pressured the. I mean, couldn't deal with him on the other side. Now Slater, obviously, I mean, I would expect Slater to deal with Micah because that Micah has no moves just yet, right? He's got maybe one move, and he he needs to build on that. That's why he's working with a D Law and a D Ware and things like that. And Slater, he's a you know perennial, likely going to be a perennial Pro Bowl guy. But if you get the right matchup, the Terminator can get you. The Terminator can get you. Oh, my bad, guys. We don't want to go back to the first word. But that's where I want to come back to you guys. What do you do with Micah this week against Jalen? I think you're moving back. I do. I think you're moving back. You're moving back to linebacker because Jalen Hurts, you got to have some speed, especially with Keanu Neal potentially not playing. You got to have some speed at that second level to deal with him moving. And that's what Jalen Hurts is going to do. That's what Jalen Hurts is going to do. And we're going to jump We're going to jump right into the numbers, jump right into the film review that I saw when I watched yesterday. 
Um, I'm telling you, I feel I feel better about this matchup than I did about the first two weeks. And I didn't feel bad last week. It's just that the defense went through some great experiences against Tom Brady in that offense, Justin Herbert in that offense. And this offense really doesn't come close to comparing to those two. And as long as they play this right, in my opinion, I think they have a chance to put together a dominant performance. And we'll get into all that, man, from what I saw, the numbers and the, and the, the film and everything like that. But real quick, let's jump into the phone lines. Uh, 351-999-3787. We got my guy, Reek. What's up, Reek? Yo, what's going on, Sky? How you doing this morning, man? I'm good, brother. It's Thursday, one day from Friday, the weekend. Feel good, you know. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, man, this this my thing, man. Uh, I want to see Cox out there in the field, man. Pause, but you know what I'm saying. That's that's what I want to see on the. That's what I want to see on the field because I I think this is a game of speed this uh-huh. week, and Mike Micah needs to go back to middle linebacker. I'm with you. And uh, you know I don't want to see Jalen out there in the open field trying to chase this dude. You know what I mean, like. Uh, you know, he can get some snaps, but I really don't want to see him out there chasing this dude now. Between Van Der Esch and Parsons, yeah. I want to see them two trying to chase this dude because he, uh, he has good games against the Eagles. You know what I mean? Yeah, Van Der Esch does. Uh, You're right about that. That's what I'm saying. Him and Gregory, too. Uh, my thing is put, put Cox on the field, man, because I think this is – real game of speed because I think people are sleeping on Cox. You know what I mean? He has good coverage skills, and he, he can get to the ball. People, you know what I mean? People I'm like, to see the- you mean people outside of Cowboys Nation? I don't think anybody in Cowboys Nation is sleeping on him. We all love him. You know what I mean? It's just he's, at, he's in a position he's in right now. But maybe outsiders could be yeah. sleeping on Jabril Cox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I respect what you're saying, man, but I, I just look at it like this, man. We we gotta we gotta get sure that we can stop the run off the top, you know, or at least slow it down. But I want to see. I just want to see Hurts get hit. That's what I want to see. I want to see the dude get hit for some losses, and even if it's not a loss, just get slammed on the ground a couple of times. So, like Mikey said, I want to keep him in the pocket. I don't want him to think that he's gonna run, run like he uh, the second coming of uh, Michael Vick out there. You know what I mean? I, I ain't trying to see all that. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to see all that. You know, I, I want him in that pocket uh, uh, doing the one reads. That's it. You know what I mean? I don't want him to see him skinning the whole field. And then, you know, I, I think Dan Quinn going to come up with a good plan for some reason. But I don't want to see Micah just on the ends. No, I'm not nah. feeling that. You know? nah. Yeah, now, I, If you want to switch it up in certain packages, yeah, I'm with that when it's time. But uh, other than that, I want to see Micah spying this dude the whole damn time. As soon as he act like he wanna run out the pocket, here he come to, to come downhill and hit the hell out of his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Micah's like that, that's I trust Micah the uh-huh. most to, to corral uh Jalen Hurts more than anyone. It's probably be Micah, uh Neil and then Jabril Cox if if he was to be able to get some you know some tick on uh Monday night. But Micah has the agility, has that quack that cat like quickness that twitchiness to him to be able to move with Jalen and then the closing speed like no other on this entire team <laughs> to to just just hunt him down and get him to the ground. So I, I man, put Micah back. The, here's the thing about about the Eagles offense. 
when you go man, if you don't spy Jalen Hurts, if his read ain't there one two, he's he's taking off, um, and he's mm-hmm. going to run. So you know you, you got to live with that sometimes against a, a quarterback like that. But he really doesn't fear me outside of that, and and I'll get into why. Yeah, I, I can dig it, man. And plus, I just want our offense to just jump on them early. You know what I mean? Do their best to jump on them early, man. Yeah. yeah so we can make it a, a run-out-the-clock game at the end of the game. Well, you know I, what I mean? I'll tell you what, if you jump on the Eagles early, you won't even have to worry about run-out-the-clock. Like, it, it'll be – when I say run-out-the-clock game, I don't mean – I don't mean I mean keep away. Like, you don't got to play keep away against the Eagles. If you get up on them, you just get up on them, and the Eagles will, will – um, essentially play themselves out of it because they're not a passing team. They need the game to be close so they can do these extended handoffs and they can run the rock. If you force Jalen Hurts to be a throwing quarterback, it's wrap. Yeah, okay, okay. i take your word for it, man, but uh, thank, you, uh, thank you for listening to me this morning. Have a good rest of your day. Yes, sir, Rick. Appreciate you calling in, man. All right, man. Peace. Yeah, let's jump into the Eagles. Some of the notes that I saw from the game against the Niners. And, and, and I think the Niners game was a better parameter, in my opinion, than the Falcons game. Falcons defense is awful. They're awful. I don't think the Cowboys, de- I think the Cowboys defense is way better than the Falcons defense. I don't necessarily think they're quite the Niners defense, but they're closer to that than they are the Falcons. Um, So this is a Nick Sirianni offense. This isn't no longer De- Doug Peterson, but there are still some similarities there. A lot of RPO. It's a college offense, a college-style offense that's tailored to uh, Jalen Hurts' strengths. It, it just is. And I call it a gadgety offense. I feel like it's a a, a uh, real gadgety type of offense that, that's easily, and I said this at the beginning of everything, the worst offense that we'll face in the first two weeks of this season. Easily. Now, that, does that mean they suck? No, they have a... You know, some really, you know, Brandon Brooks is out, but they have an offensive line that's pretty good um, in regards to the center, Kelsey, Maliata, Lane Johnson, right? You got some weapons, Devontae Smith we'll talk about later, Jalen Rager, things like that, whatever. But as a whole, this is like, this is, this is like a high school college offense. Quick throws in week one, RPOs, quick reads, get the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands fast or get him running. Week two, I don't know, maybe they try to get cute, but they try to go deep a whole lot more against the 49ers. They were successful with Quez Watkins on one play. The other play got called back because Jalen Rager ran out of bounds. But Jalen Hurts, if he sees one-on-one deep and he has a time, he's going to throw it up. He's really not that good at it, but he's going to do it anyway. So the corners need to be ready. They need to be ready. So I don't know if Nick Sirianni was trying to make a point, right, this week from last week. But he definitely aired it out a lot more. Here's where most of their offense is going to be. 95% of their offense is going to be three wide out of shotgun or two tight end sets. I'm not making that number up. 95%, 11 personnel, 12 personnel, RPO type stuff. They're going to try to live off the play action if they can get the running game going. But that's what they're going to do. They're very basic and simple offense. Remember when the RPO first came in and when um, with Chip Kelly first came in, all that stuff was really tearing the league up. The league is caught up to that crap. It's caught up to that. Like, if you have a bad defense, you can get whooped with it. But if you have a 
just a decent enough defense, that stuff's not going to work for four quarters. It's just not. It's just not. And we're going to get into Jalen Hurts here in a quick second. 2 one What it is, what it do. What's up, Sky? Jacob. What's going on, Jacob? Hey, man, quick question. So is, Don, is uh, Donovan Wilson going to be able to play this week? There's, there's nothing that has come out yet. I think th- because of the games on Monday, Thursday, <clears throat> excuse me, Thursday is technically their Wednesday where they would practice. So we'll know more about Donovan Wilson later today. Since I'm doing a morning show, we don't get that information. Uh, I, I, all I can do is give you the information from the previous day. Um, so we'll know more today. So just pay attention to that on Twitter or the news. Uh, but I, I doubt it, though, man. That groin, right? You need, you need time. Let that thing heal. Okay, only I was asking because we know that in the past, previous, him and J.K., you know, J.Ron uh, Curse are really good blitzers and stuff like that. So, you know, with, with the mobility of Jaden Hurts, uh, maybe, and, you know, the lack of maybe the 3 tech and defensive end, maybe put them more as a rushing type of deal. And, you know, I, I, I kind of don't want Micah spying too, spying too much on Jaden Hurts because, Gainwell's a really good running back pass catcher, so, you know, I, I just don't know how to feel about that. And then we, we can't depend on Jalen Smith either or LVE to keep up with these running backs. So, I don't know, maybe just pay the big nickel like the way you mentioned earlier. I'm thinking that too. I'm thinking big nickel here. Uh, but still, there's going to be times where Mike is going to have – you need Micah to spy. But it's that catch-22, right? If he's spying, he's not rushing. <laughs> So if you if you're one of those that say, okay, I want to get Micah moving forward, I want to get him rushing, then I would go quote unquote big dime if if Donovan Wilson is playing. Maybe some Keanu Neal and J. Ron Curse, and then your safeties are um or your your other safeties would be KZ, Hooker, because they can cover, and still Dono. Um so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how Quinn plays it with these injuries. It wouldn't be so interesting if you had D-Law, you had Gregory. It, it'd be, right, plug and play, put Mike at the middle, let's rock. But that's not the case right now. Yeah. And then we still got, what, Boogie, Basham? I mean, hopefully that that guy can show up a little bit. Um, yeah, we're thin, man. Thin at D-E. But, but I mean, there's there's depth. Like, I like Basham, I like Anai. But you're, you're, and you get Gregory back. But Kamara's still a project. You really only have three certifiable rush ends, like real rush ends. That's let, slow. Let, let me ask you this guy real quick, mm. and then I'll, I'll let you go. So I know I I uh, I saw that they protected from the practice squad. Uh, Breland speaks, Justin Hamilton, and you know those sorts of guys. Does Breland speaks get playing time? I mean, if he's even caught up, you think he'll make an effect on defensive end? Making have an effect? No, I, I I don't think he's that good, but. Uh, and listen, I want to disrespect Breland Speaks. He's had plays in the NFL. He's made plays. Um, if they call him up due to the defense end situation, it makes sense. I wouldn't be going into this game counting on Breland Speaks, though. You know what I mean? Any, yeah. Anything that you can get from him that isn't a negative, you you take it, right? For sure. Uh, all right, man. Well, I'll be out there on the game on Monday and probably go visit you and Jesse. Yeah, come through, man. Take the live thing, so. All right, All right man. Let's go. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Later. Yeah, come on through. Come on through. Um, thought I saw somebody here. South Tex and someone else said something similar to this. A toss play destroyed the Eagles, bro. I'm not worried about their trenches. 
Toss play. Oh, you're talking about the other side of the ball. Yeah, we did the other side of the ball yesterday. We we went in on all that. Um, and and yes, in the fourth quarter, the they attacked the edges with the toss, and it worked wonders. Other than that, they really had a tough time running against the Eagles' defense. Stubbornly running against. I mean, they averaged literally three yards per carry, and that's with a 21 yard. That was their longest play, a 20 yard pop. So they struggled running up against the Eagles, but. They did it in a stubborn way, Tex. Like, they they, they won tight. They did 21. They didn't spread it out and run. They ran right into the Eagles' strength, you know? And it wasn't until the fourth quarter where they started attacking the edges on a consistent basis and it worked out. Um, but, again, I I like this offense against that defense. We talked about that yesterday. Um, because this is a way more versatile offense. Way more versatile offense. Four six nine. What it is? What it do? Again, Twan, Twan, back in the building. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Um, I only just have a couple questions, and I'm gonna let you go. But mm-hmm. um, my question is this: I've kind of so we've got the first two games off the week. My question is: this, Do you feel like the culture is kind of changing on defense? On defense? Because I don't know. I know it's early. But I'm kind of I don't know I'm really seeing a different team, and I'm yeah. liking that. What do you you think Quinn has changed the culture a little bit? Attitude, the attitude has changed. Culture culture changes don't happen in in two months, but the attitude the attitude has changed. Ask me if the culture has changed this time next year, right? Because now we get a whole year of Dan Quinn two off seasons because you it's going to take a couple years to really implement everything you want and get all the players you want. You can't do it in one off season. It's impossible especially with a team that's scared to go out there and, and play in free agency. So, you know, the culture changing, ask me that next year. But the attitude has definitely changed. Absolutely has changed. You know, J. Ron Kurtz has brought a different attitude here. KZ brought a different attitude. You got Hooker, Micah Parsons. Like, these guys are bringing an entirely different attitude to the defense that hasn't been on this team in years past. So, uh, I definitely think that um, that Quinn – has an eye for talent for what he wants in his system. Let's see if, if he can turn the whole culture over. We know the Cowboys defensive culture has been a 20 year issue. Up and <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's been an issue for longer than it. I mean, it, they just haven't been consistent enough. So it got to give me a little bit more than two, three months. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, my only concern I think with this game is how, how are we going to really cover Goddard? And I think is Ertz out? I believe I don't know if he's injured. Along with Brandon, he's I know the, Brandon Grant's gone. Oh, he's on the COVID list. So I'm kind of going into this game expecting Ertz not to play. Okay, all right. And I, I, all I'm really just asking is just for my boy Izzy to play. I'm like I'm, I really want to see this guy. This dude is so versatile. But I think he's on special teams with Nation. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, anyway, that's all. I'm really... All right, brother. Appreciate you, yeah. Tuan. Yeah, we all definitely coming out of the preseason. We are excited for the rookies and things like that, and we want to see him play. Izzy's not going to play. I mean, barring injury, you're not putting him out there over Hooker, KZ, J. Ron, Curse. If Donovan Wilson plays, Donovan Wilson, it's, it's just it's not going to happen. Um, let him develop. You know what I mean? Let him develop. Again, I'm all for the rookies not playing if the guys in front of them are keeping them on the bench. Once it flips and those guys are playing bad, all right, it's time to see somebody else up in there. It's time to see somebody else. I see we have a eagle hater in the house. 
and you're getting roasted, it look like. Shout out to the chat. But welcome, Eagle Hater. 254, what it is, what it do? What's good, Sky? What's what up, going man? on, man? Not much, brother. Hey, man. Hey, just thinking about some things. Uh, man, how times have changed. You know, before, I say about a month ago, we were trying to trade players, figuring out, Hey, what can we get for this guy? What can we get from that guy? Look, look at us now. We, we, we're digging into that depth chart, you know, and guys are going to have to play the guys that we wanted to trade, your Jalen Smiths, your, your uh, Lawrence Armstrong, which he's injured now. So it's just a different day right now. You know, we, we, we're digging deep into these, uh, the depth chart, and it's just, I'm glad the Cowboys weren't trigger happy as many of us Cowboy fans were like we're playing Madden and trying to always get something for nothing. But, anywho, I was watching a little bit of that Philly game last week, and what I I was telling more, I would be looking into that 12 personnel and then motioning out my tight ends or shifting out my tight ends because the weak spot of that Philly defense is those linebackers. So you want to thro- throw have, out of it? Is that what you're saying? I want to. Yes. What I would do is is I would look, give them a two tight end look as they have to respect the run so they can't get their nickel defense on, and you'll have your linebackers on. And then I can see Kellen Moore attacking their linebackers. Okay. I can I, see a big game with, with the tight ends and the running backs. I'll, I'll get with you and, if you want to throw out of it. I get, I'll get with you on that aspect. But I, I won't I, – what I don't want to see is them bring in 12 – and just stubbornly run out of it because that's literally playing into the Eagles' hands, and that's exactly what the Falcons did. That's exactly what the Niners did to no avail. It did not work Absolutely. because they they have a really good but, front. But but if you're going to motion out a Jarwin, Schultz. I mean, I'm not really worried about Schultz beating me if I'm the Eagles deep or intermediate. He's more of a run seven yards, turn around, catch it, or you know, come across the middle. He's tough, tough, tough tight end. You're more so worried about Jarwin beating you up the seams. I can get with that. I can get with mixing that up. So I hear you there. And see, and, and that's that's what I would want. I would want Dar. I want would uh, Schultz to uh, you know nick nickel and dime me to death. Six, seven, eight yard, nine yards. Get those safeties to come up, and then that's when you go over the top and take your shots with CD and Amar because you know they're going to play back. They're yes. going to rely on that front four. They're yep. definitely going to rely on that front four, and they're going to act. They're going to dare you to throw that ball with those uh, two safeties back. So what you do is you're getting your big, you're getting your big uh, tight end formation, bring both tight ends in, and soften them up a little bit. And, you know, you still got Jarwin, which can challenge the scenes, and then you got Schultz, which can actually get open. And I just see those the Philly would, linebackers, that's, those are the weak, weak link of their I team. Would, I'm not going to lie to you. If we run a lot of 12, I'm going to be upset. I don't because you're because I think we're we're playing right into their strengths. Yes, Jarwin and Schultz are good tight ends, but they're not better than having a third receiver out there and and running against a light box. I I, I the way I would get them out of that too high shell because if they're going to stay in it, cool. We're just going to do you like we did the Chargers. Come out. You want to keep those guys back. We're going to run it up your ass because we got better running backs and a better offensive line than the guys that you've seen. And if you come out of that, that's where you hit them with that play action. The Cowboys run 11 personnel like 71% of the time. That's a really high number, and they're successful out of it on the ground. I think you're playing right into their hands if you come out and you run 12, 55, 60% of the time. You're you're really not putting your best players on the field. But 
mix it up, yes. But I would be upset with Kellen if he comes out here and this is a 12-personnel game. I, I, I don't think well, he's doing the best. I don't want it to be a total 12-personnel. I just was thinking that the 12-personnel would be a good way to attack a weakness of Philadelphia. And, I mean, they, their linebackers haven't been good in years. And I think they just look at the linebacker position the way we look at the safety position. We'll build our defense from the front, and then we'll stack it on the back, and we'll live with what we got at linebacker. And I guess it's worked for them. They won a Super Bowl with it. So that's just the well, formula they used. That, that defense so then I, was better, way better than this defense. Right. And, you know, I, and, and that defense is getting a little old in the tooth, you know. So, you know, I don't I, – I really didn't – I mean, Fletcher Cox is, is Fletcher Cox, but I don't think he's the Pro Bowl Fletcher Cox of four years ago that gave tra, uh, Travis Frederick headaches, you know. Uh, they the, To be honest with you, the guy on that defense that scares me the most is uh, Sweat. Sweat is – he reminds me a lot of Randy Gregory, you know, wiry guy, speed, can – can get around the corner, but also he plays the run a little well, too. So that's something to keep an eye on, especially with Terrence Steele. I think they're going to try to match him up uh, with Terrence Steele. But other than that, man, on offense, uh, the Philly offense is predicated on short throws and beating you over the top. Uh, Devontae Smith, very quick wide receiver, in and out of his breaks, is going to give Anthony Brown's fix. So they better tighten up on that. And the guy on their offense that people are forget about is Dallas Goddard. Good tight end, man. Really good tight end. Can really challenge your safeties and linebackers. So if we get Jalen Smith out there playing, they're going to have to find a way to uh, protect him because Dallas Goddard will definitely eat his lunch if, if they you're, let him. So, if you're whoever's sleeping on Dallas Goddard, you, Goddard, you're not paying attention. So I I don't right. know what you're watching I, if you I think. Just yeah. I just haven't heard anybody really talk about Dallas Goddard on the Eagles. It's just more uh, Jalen Hurts and Devontae well, Smith and Jalen Reggard. So uh, that's silly because Dallas Goddard is is really their uh, security blanket. <laughs> anytime absolutely, he wants to throw absolutely. a tight throw, is usually the Dallas guy. And again, I'll get into those notes, but anytime he wants to try to fit something in there, it's against that big body tight end. I think he's better than Ertz Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. And uh, I'll just go ahead and throw it out here right now, I, I, and I'll leave, it, uh, leave you after this, is that if Dallas is able to come out like they did against the Chargers, this game will be a blowout. I don't think it'll be close. I don't think Philly has the horses to keep up. Nope. But if Dallas don't, if they can't score in the red zone and they're kicking field goals, this game will be way closer than a lot of people think. And the Eagles' defense plays well in the red zone. So, yeah, you're going to have to score touchdowns. But that's what I said about the other to the other caller. I don't necessarily think you're going to have to play keep away if Dallas gets up on this team. I don't think they can score with you if it's going to be, you know, one of those attract me. And that's what I would do. I would make it attract me with Philly. Make them keep up. Right. Absolutely. Hey, Scott, you're doing a wonderful job, man. Uh I appreciate Thanks, all that you do and all the Cowboys Nation does. And uh, I'm going to say Dallas wins. They throw the first 40 burger. It's going to be 45 17. Woohoo! Woo! That's a. Woo, Bob, 45. All right, man. Y'all take care. All right, brother. Peace. All right. I like it. I like it. 45. All right, but let's get into a little bit of that offense. And again, like I said, it really starts with. 
Jalen Hurts. Yeah. If Jalen Hurts is not on, that offense is done. But I thought that uh, Bucky Brooks made an excellent observation with Jalen Hurts. He's going to go right. He's looking to throw right. He's looking to move right. That's what he wants to do. So push him to his left. And he goes right a lot. 65% of his throws are to his right side. In comparison to Dak Prescott, 36% to his right side. So they're both right-handed quarterback quarterbacks, but one, that's what he does more often than not. But to me, and I think Bucky said this as well, the best way to really make Jalen Hurts play is to corral him in the pocket. I talked about this, what was it, two weeks ago or last week, where I, I said I love how we pushed Justin Herbert off his spot and we we were just rushing upfield and that, that ignorant ignorant youth from Michael Parsons, right, that, hey, I'm just running out there with my head on fire. I don't care. Well, this game, you got to be a little bit more calculated. And he talked about that kind of that muddle rush where keep him in the pocket. Make him have to make throws in the pocket. Because when he has to throw in the middle of the field, he's just not that good. His pass rating plummets all the way down to 40 when he targets in the middle of the field. So to me, make him have to beat you dink and dunk down it. Because Jalen Hurts wants to make a play. That's one thing I noticed in this in this Niners game. He wants to make a dang on play. And the Niners kept daring him, please, please throw it deep. Well, he got beat. He got beat deep on one of them, Quez Watkins. He got him. But even on that play where Quez had like an 80-yarder, they had a terrible red zone series. <laughs> and I think what happens is when you're predominantly when you're predominantly a RPO, run out of shotgun, in my opinion, a soft running team, that's what happens when you get in the red zone. You can't just line up and run in and smash it in. It got real cute. They were on these rollouts, and they tried a Philly-Philly play. That It was awful. And that was their one true opportunity to, to, to kind of get up in that game, and they missed it. So, like somebody said in the chat here, if, if Dallas stays disciplined in the, in the red zone, I think they can contain them. But, again, it's, it's mostly Jalen Hurts' legs. To me, when I watch Jalen Hurts, what is his best attribute? It's, it's his legs to me. It's his legs. And like I said at the top, he's going to challenge your cornerbacks one-on-one. If, if he has time and there's one-on-one, he believes in Quez, he believes in Jalen Rager, and he's going to throw it deep. So there's going to be opportunities for these cornerbacks to make plays. I'm, I feel good about Diggs doing that. I, feel, I even feel good about Jordan Lewis sometimes doing that. I don't feel good about Anthony Brown. I feel like his awareness deep is, is suspect. But... Jalen Hurts' accuracy deep is not, like, the greatest. So, it'll be some 50-50 balls, and we need A-B to, to win those things. We, we need him to win those things. But other than the deep shots to these wide receivers, like the caller, previous caller said, Dallas Goddard's your guy. Dallas Goddard is going to be Jalen Hurts' fallback plan. Sometimes they'll, they'll scheme up things to get him the ball quick. And in the red zone, that's really their best option is Dallas Goddard. But that's what mostly Jalen Hurts is going to beat you with, in my opinion, is his legs. I, it just is. So that's what I saw from Jalen for the most part. Week one, much better game. But it was against, it was very, it, I don't think he had, 
his average air yards per attempt was something in, around three some three point something yards per attempt, which means he's not even throwing the ball five yards down the field. It was all tunnel screens, quick passes, get the ball out, boom, 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 let the receivers do work. It worked against Atlanta, a slower defense and not really good defense. This is a faster defense, especially with Micah Parsons um, and these safeties. It's a more disciplined defense. It's a better defense. It's more closer to the Niners, not saying they are the Niners, than they are Atlanta. The difference is, though, the Niners, their interior, you know, was – the cat's name big tall guy i forget his name really good interior defender um he he gave them trouble he gave them trouble and then they have a nick bosa right coming off the edge that's what i saw from from uh jalen hurts in this game what y'all saying here in the chat how y'all feeling dialin says d wilson uh still out yes i think he is uh paul says he's not the same going left nope Nope, nope. Jalen Jalen Hurts, you want to push him left. He's likely going to run or he's going to be very inaccurate uh, when, when you push him left. If he's in the pocket, he gets a clean pocket and his open receiver. I mean, you're supposed to do that. Uh, Oscar Sky, do you have Diggs traveling with a particular receiver? Nah, not this game. If they want to, they can, but not in this game. I think they can, they can just play their sides and just don't let Quez, because I'm telling you, he's going to take a shot, right? He did it with, uh, who's the cat that always gets us? Deshaun Jackson last year. He's going to take a shot with Jaquez, Jaquez Watkins. He's going to try to take a shot with Jalen Rager. So just play discipline on the back end. No need to really travel, in my opinion, with any of these receivers. None of them are that. I know Devontae Smith is good, but I don't think he's, hey, let's travel digs good enough. Not yet. Like, I'm good with not doing that. But if there is a guy you want to put him on, it would be Devontae Smith. Um... Crumb, let's get Crumb in the building. What's going on, good sir? Eric Armstead, I think, is who you're thinking from the Niners. Yes, yes, it's a guy. I can't remember his big, name. Big, big man. We don't have we don't have one of those, unfortunately. But but we're gonna have to do some work with our guys down there. I, I think Osa is gonna give him trouble, though. Me too. Uh, I'm 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 here to advocate. Now you you actually took a lot of the points because you're a very smart man. Uh, Micah Parsons at linebacker and not defensive end. And I have two reasons, big reasons why. One, I don't want Parsons coming around the edge. Really, I don't want a big speed edge rush where he can get out to that side, to his right side. I would rather, like you said, corral the pocket. I want Jalen Hurts throwing, to be honest. Throw Throw it to us. Let's see what you got. And then the other reason I want Parsons, a linebacker, is I want Jalen nowhere near this game. I I don't want him in that option with Sanders and Hurts running, you know, and I don't want him guarding Dallas Goddard or Miles Sanders out of the backfield. Yeah, I'm going to be real with you. So Th- that, this is one of those games that everybody always – what is the one thing everybody talks about Jalen Smith he struggles with? Misdirection, his eyes, right, the IQ, that, that, that whole thing. This is the game where they're going to be doing a lot of motion. Like I said, it's a lot of gadgety stuff. You're going to get a tight end going one way, and he's going to slingshot back and, and have a block, and you're going to get the two receiver you know, coming across real fast. They snap it. It's going to be a lot of games in front of Jalen Smith's eyes, and then you got a mobile quarterback and a, a really good tight end on top of that. You might have to play Jalen, unfortunately, due to injuries, but, excuse me, but, yeah, that this is one of those games where it'd be tough. Where the Chargers didn't do any of that. The Chargers are not a gadgety offense. <laughs> no, 
If if I'm if I'm Eagles, the minute I see Jalen on the field, I go to no no uh, huddle, hurry up, and I'm running that option, or I'm trying to single up Goddard on him, or a running back on him, and I just attack that and and not let him take him off the field. Like I, I try not to come on and kill Jalen. It's kind of a joke thing, but but you know I want him to do well and everything. This matchup though, oh, I, I don't want him anywhere near the field i want parsons a linebacker i want him spying and then if they're going to rush occasionally bring a blitz off his right side where you bring a rusher around and then you yeah, delay overload. Blitz. yeah overload overload yeah. his strong side and make and flush him out the other way yeah again it, it's going right. to be it's going to be interesting because if jalen will just run if you were if you go flat man and you don't have a spy he's taking off uh but i thought they did yeah. a phenomenal job i think you might have to go back crumb and watch the tape, not us, but the uh, the Cowboys. Go back and watch what worked against Jalen Hurts against in that game against the Cowboys. The the spy worked. I'm not saying bring in CJ yep. Goodwin, but I'm just saying somehow do those those elements uh, because the offense hasn't changed in regards to personnel. Really, I mean, yes, they got Devontae Smith, you know, <laughs> right? I mean, but I mean, it's still mostly the same personnel on offense. So go There's do what a very- do what worked. There's a very good chance that, that Parsons or Jordan Lewis are the spy almost all the time on him because that's the thing you have to eliminate. I know people are mad about that because Parsons is so versatile. You don't want to just say, hey, you know, you're just going to spy. But the truth is that's their thing. So if you can have Parsons take away that, then he's done, he's done a great job already. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be real interesting to, see, interesting to see how they play it, you know, because it's not even not even just Jalen. I don't know that I really want LVE running around out there spying, <laughs> spying uh, Jalen Hurts. Like both of those guys, just this is one of those games where it could be trouble uh, because because of the the misdirection and the speed of the quarterback. But you're going to have to count on them. They're going to play. You know what I'm saying? They're going to play. Uh, you just hope that. They can they can hold up against that stuff. Here's where I think they'll be fine at. If the, if the Cowboys get up on Philly, then all that gadgety high school college crap doesn't matter. Uh, LVE and Jalen can just play their responsibilities and say, "You want to do all this gizmos and gadgets? Cool. I'm just going to stay home because <laughs> that's not going to matter. That six yard run not going to matter if I'm up 17 with eight minutes left to go. You know what I mean?" Yep, and I think, you know, I don't like to hold up your line. The last thing I'm going to say is people haven't talked about it a lot, but this isn't just a regular Eagles-Cowboys rivalry game, rah-rah. This is not just the home opener, but this is Dak's first game back from injury and expect us to play on another level than just the regular, oh, it's coming. What do you mean it's his first game back from injury? From, From in Cowboys Stadium. First game oh, back. Oh, first game, first game back at home. I'm like, dude, he's played two games. We're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. In in Dallas, and his first game in front of the a full stadium in well over a year. So expect this to be another level of intensity that that this game hits for Dallas because Dak is going to be pumped. I don't think Dak is going to change his demeanor at all. But but the the Cowboys fans. The Cowboys players, yeah, but Dak is pretty even kill. I don't see him changing just because he's in Dallas. Um, but but I think that you'll get a riled up stadium. It's it's Monday night football. The energy is going to be there. We just don't want them to 
overdo it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come out and he can get the heat check and he's throwing picks and things like that. I need Dak to stay level headed. Just just be you, Dak. Just be you. Yep. I agree, man. You gotta bring the intensity on on the pregame, man. I mean, man, if you watched it, you know how we get, so <laughs> Oh you, I, I know. We, we All right, man. You and you and James have a good one uh Monday night and I'll be listening to yes. you the rest of the week. All right, brother. Thanks. See you, Will. Yeah, uh, it's I I really want to hear. I'm not gonna give us the damn game plan, but I'm, I want to see, not hear, see how they go about it. But again, I don't think this Eagles offense is that. I mean, is that good? I'm just be real. I don't think it's that good. So Dallas can't play down to that competition. Offensively for Dallas, if they have to put their foots on the gas pedal and make Philly come out of what they are comfortable at doing. And what they're comfortable with doing is running the ball. They're pretty much a 50-50 team when it comes to running a rock and throwing a rock. They want to be able to get up on you by running and playing play and doing play action and RPOs. Miles Sanders, now you want to talk about a guy that's underrated, in my opinion, a guy that's not really being talked about in this matchup. It's Miles Sanders. I'm going to be real with you. If I'm Philly, I'm trying to slow down this game. And I'm going to do it with him. Ever since he's come in the league, he's been one of the highest yards per carries guys. He's a slippery back. He has he really does have some all-aroundness to his game. Like, I've seen him make really good blocks. He can catch out the backfield. He's, like I said, he's extremely slippery. He can make you miss. Has some Austin Eckler to him. You know, remember, Eckler made a lot of people miss last week. But the, the problem with Philly they really don't commit to Miles Sanders. They don't, you know. He'll touch it 15, 16 times, but they don't really commit to him. So I'm if I'm Philly, the way I attack Dallas, especially with the 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 you know their best run defender out, they're they're uh, thin on the defensive line. A lot of our defensive linemen are going to be pass rushers. I'm I'm making cow- the Cowboys defend the run. And if that means Jalen Hurts has to run the ball 10 times again, now granted a lot of his rushes against the Niners, the, the big ones, came in the fourth quarter. The game was over 17-3 with like three minutes left. Pretty much was over. But I'm going to make them defend the run. Play Miles Sanders, and I think they have a rookie who, who does some good things as well. But that's really their X factor, in my opinion. We talked about what the wide receivers, Devontae Smith and, and Jalen Rager. Those are the number one, number two wide receivers by a mile, but they're not really getting a ton of targets. Like, Devontae Smith leads the team in four, with 14 targets over two games, and then Rager is second with 11. After that, it's Quez Watkins, five. So they rely on the tight ends, the running backs, and Jalen Hurts' legs, in my opinion. All right, let's get 469. 469, what it is, what it do? Hey, what's up, what's up? This is Julian. What's up, um, Julian? Man, y'all put in uh, good points. Crum in good point. You made good points. Going to say the same thing. I think Miles Sanders and Goddard are the, going to be the key yeah. X factor for the Eagles. Wise, um, like I said on that, um, I'm a, I'm an Oklahoma fan. So I, I was watching uh, Hertz in his last uh, year in college. Um, yeah, absolutely right. He it seemed like it, back in college he was scrambling a lot just to make plays because uh, Oklahoma has great receivers as well. Uh, but it seemed like at that time he was more of a scrambler than didn't throw, but he's a smart dude. Um, he's definitely 100% going to throw deep because I think that's what – he's not good, very, very accurate with that. He's going to get better, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but he is going to throw pretty deep on that uh, 
especially test uh, AB. Um, we keep talking about AB, like get him out, get him out, get him out. But like you said, still is we just got root for the guy. We got root for the guy yeah. and hope for the best. Uh, but can you tell me on your eyes what does he do good uh, defensively? Um, that's pretty much it, uh, quick and fast. But y'all doing great. Uh, but I just want personally, I don't know what he does great. I don't think a lot of people know great. What he, great he does nothing like, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm over exaggerating on that part. But what does uh. he do decent to make him serviceable? It's funny because he missed a tackle against Mike Mike Williams. <laughs> but, but to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. That is one of his yeah. best attributes is actually tackling. And it's so crazy because he missed that tackle. But he can tackle well. And I always say this about A.B. and Jordan Lewis. I don't mind them when things are in front of them. When they're in zone, I'm I'm actually okay. Like, like I think they're serviceable cornerbacks. It's serviceable is the, definitely the word for A.B. It's I don't yeah. like them in man. Like, I don't, I don't like A.B. Right. when he has to be singled up and you're relying on him to make a play intermediately or deep. Now he he what and it's crazy because against the the uh, Chargers, he had one of his be- it was his better game even though he missed that tackle. He didn't get abused. Fortunately, they didn't call the the uh pass interference. So I come out of that game feeling better than I did against the the Bucks game. But like you said, we got a root for him. But what I think AB does best is he plays better when things are in front of him. I don't really like him singled up in man. And that's and that's the thing about this defense. Quinn said, gotta be able to play man. Right? You gotta be able he likes long corners, he likes guys that can run, et cetera, et cetera. And you can see it because he relies on some trail techniques. He relies on his guys having that length and A B just doesn't have it. And his awareness just worries me deep downfield. But if if it's in front of him, I feel better. Uh I just think he needs yeah. he needs to make some plays early on so he can develop that that confidence because AB is one of those guys where if he gets a play made on him, he's sulking his head's down and that chip on his shoulder, it crumbles a little ruffles chip or that, that, that Pringles chip, it, it crumbles. You know what I mean? So we need him to get some confidence <laughs> early on. <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree a hundred percent. And um, I'm with you as well about, Hey, why not try something different? It's not going to make it any worse. Uh, but like what Kevin all and brought, it says about nation, right. It's very hard for these, uh, Nation right to twist and turn, six four, uh, side to side because he's so he's so long. Uh, but as a deep receiver, I think he can uh, stay with these receivers because of his long strides and he can and his long arms. I think he can keep up with that. But more than likely, we're not going to see him on the field as far as getting not, some defensive snaps, more special teams. But but brother, it's, right, not, though, like, it's not right. We really want to see is Kennedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Right? I agree with that. Like, I agree. As far as rookie standpoint, that's what I was meaning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, But let's be real. We really want to see Maurice Kennedy. My whole 100%. thing with Wright is is, I, is what they said. I got to see more of him defending things across his face because then that requires you to twitch your body up. That requires you to have that footwork to, to be able to play these crossers or these whip routes or these slants or these deep posts. Or, I, I, don't, I don't know that we've seen enough of it. I've seen enough to, to say that you want to challenge Nation right deep, go ahead. He's got the long stride. Mm-hmm. He's got the length. I know he can be there, but I, I, I saw him get routed up, though, uh, when when when, when uh, receivers are trying to do things in front of him. So I got to see a little bit more of that. But I want to personally see Maurice Kennedy, brother. I, I agree 100%. Still, thanks for your time. Uh, you're no doing problem. great, and I'll keep watching. Thanks, brother. Appreciate the call. 
about to get to you here in a second. Freight train. Just want to get back into this chat. Uh, uh, let me see here. Griff says Eagles offense will be about taking uh, shots deep. Anthony Brown, get ready. Yeah, that's something we talked about earlier. I think they're going to target every team's coming in targeting Anthony Brown. What I want to see AB do, man, like I said, is get some momentum plays, a, a, a PBU, an interception, right? A sack or something. Get something to get his confidence going because he has some attributes. I just never really feel like he puts them all together. Kind of similar to the Cowboys defense. But I feel like this week, granted, possibly kneel out, no D-law, things like that. I feel like this is the, the perfect opportunity for this defense to put it all together and, and come out with their most dominant performance of the year. Maybe a performance, granted, the Eagles offense isn't the Chargers. It isn't, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks. But one of those performances where you say they're turning the corner. They're turning the corner. You know, they're getting the turnovers, things like that. They're becoming more better in the red zone. But you want to see things happen on a consistent basis before you stamp things, right? And this could be a game where it all comes together. You make Jalen Hurts throw the rock, get some interceptions, some sack fumbles. You play the run well. You play well in the red zone. And you come out that game like, this is how we need to play. What's going on, MCF? Appreciate you in the building. 803, is that my guy, Freight Train? Hey, what's going on, man? What up, brother? Hey, the game plan is, is, is not – our game plan is going to be fine. We already practiced at a high level. These these first two games was a was a good test, a good very, for, very good for test. what we can do. Because both games, we – we seen we seen the best. Philly's not as good as both these teams that that uh, that we already faced. The key is on offense. Do it like we did in the Chargers game. You start out to hit them upside the head. You hit them in the mouth. You go up by fourteen points. I tell you right now. I put it in the chat. We're gonna make them one dimensional quick, real fast, real fast. Now it's gonna be another two to three interception day. Yeah, that, that's what happened last year. Remember? It, it was a close yeah. game for about a quarter and a half. Dallas got up, and then they made Jalen Hurts run around making plays, and he he couldn't – he's not still – he's not an accurate quarterback just yet. He's still a developing passer. That's why Nick Sirianni tailored the offense the way he tailored it. He knows Jalen Hurts is not a guy to sit back there and just throw the rock. Yeah. And then the, and going up against Herbert, that was a good test of our, of our DBs. That was a good test of our linebackers. And the next, and the next, and the next thing that we need to do is on defense. Who I, if, you, if we're going to have a spy, I would have. I like to have Curse as my spy. I like. The I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave Parsons to run free, to do what he do. I'm putting him in the middle linebacker position. And on, a, like I said, we go to a three-four. Guess what? I'm going to have him go down. And I'm gonna be on the same side with uh, with with uh, Gregory. I imagine two of them monsters coming at you off that side. And like I say, I think this would be a big game for Bradley and I and for Basham. Basham should start. It it could be a big game because you know Armstrong is out. It could be a big game because I love a nice being. That thing is is, is is nasty. He's been doing his homework. If yeah. you go back and look. 
he's got tools. He's like when he came out over. of Utah, the first thing I said about Bradley and I when I watched him out of Utah was, "My gosh, is is you sure he didn't play in the NFL for because he because he has so many tools in his toolbox that he can just pull out these moves. He just needed to get NFL experience. And honestly, man, I know Basham is the, is is the guy. I I really would consider. I really would consider playing Bradley and I more and more uh, in this game. If if Micah Parsons is not playing defense and end full time or most of the time, I, I would consider playing Bradley and I a lot. I agree because you remember last week I called in. I said I got a feeling Bradley and I is gonna do something big. Personally, I would have loved to see Bradley and I more in on the Chargers game. They, they remember Parsons was tearing them up. Coming off that edge, you know, when he got away from a Rashawn Slater, because, you know, that's guy I wanted first, but hey, hey that, that's neither here nor there. We went into but that game line, knowing don't put him over there. That, that's just, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. And I, I'm going I'm to run a gang of, it's going to be a gang of thieves coming in there pickpocketing uh, Hurts. But the key is you want to make Hurts think. The key is make him think. And then, I'm with Tony Pollard. We're going to mix him in. Ezekiel, the same thing we did started at the start of the game of, of the Chargers. And then by the, when the third or fourth quarter comes, I'm bringing in my Mariano Rivera closer. That is Ezekiel. Them two and three-yard runs, they're going to be seven to eight-yard runs in the second half. And you run at them. You keep beating them down like we did, like I told you last week. You run at them. You keep hitting Joy like we hit Joey Bosa. We kept on getting body blows, body blows. In this game right here, Body blows, body blows. Run at them jokers. If they don't want to come out the too high shell, that's what I would do. What'd you say? If they don't want to come out that too high shell, I would just literally go with the same game plan as last. Maybe I'll mix it up a little bit and attack the middle of the field more, but I think that the the defense of the Chargers are more disciplined on the back end and more – Staley is a better defense coordinator than the Eagles – and they were better at linebacker and better at at defensive back than the Eagles, in my opinion. So I would attack them with the ground. They're going to stay back in that two-eye shell and then send, you know, uh, Wilson or Lamb or whomever uh, up the seams or deep middle and just, just gash them. Our, tie, our tight ends can have a field day in this game. I'm telling you. They can have – and that right there, now you just – and my thing is 2.3 seconds. Get the ball out. If you're going to be in passing down – you get the ball out. You get it. You get it out there on the edge. No, no, no. You don't need to get it out that. Look, 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 look. look. I think giving bit too much, too much credit to their pass rush. Their pass rush is all right. It's, it, it's, it. You yeah. can see. Last week, you really couldn't afford to hold the rock too long because Joey Bosa is better than anybody on the Eagles defensive line, and he's a game wrecker. True. Right. Like you. So you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of pick your spots. Last week. Now I know my man got some quick things out, but they they really didn't get after Jimmy Garoppolo, and I again I don't know that I want to come into this game playing into the Eagles' hands. You got to bring them out that out that too high shell sometimes. So maybe you let uh, just here and there you let some of these longer plays develop so you can get a Cedric Wilson down the seam or you can get a C.D. Lamb open or you can get Amari Cooper deep and you bust them. Right, you and you get them out of that damn thing, or you keep them back and you run it up the ass. So there, there's a, there's things I think that are you're going to be able to do against this defense that you weren't really able to do against Tampa in regards to the ground game or against the Chargers in the pass game. That's why I said this week is perfect for both sides of the ball because you're getting a mixture of both of those games. 
Let's see. I guess and I got one. I'm on one more point. And the main thing is this right here. I'm going to be giving. I'm going to be giving them body blows, body blows to start the game. And you can mix a few things in. Because I'm telling you, that pass rush when they get beat on in the first and second and the start of the third quarter. By the time that by the time the end of the second half of the third quarter to end the game, their pass rush is not going to be good. They're going to be too tired. They're going to be get beat up all game. Now they're going to have to start bringing them back up. And that right there, to me, that's when it's going to really open up the passing game where you may see us go to, go up by two or three touchdowns, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah. I'm freight train, big dog. I'm out. My man. Appreciate you, freight train. Yeah, this – uh, again, man, it's real interesting watching the Eagles, the Eagles defense because it had a little mixture of both the weeks that we saw – they're not heavy on, on blitzing at all. I mean, Professor O, we talked about that. They're not going to blitz Dak a lot. I mean, I walk him to blitz. Dak is pretty damn good against it, but he completes something like 82% of his passes when you don't blitz him. So just like I said against uh, the Chargers, okay, you know, you want to play back, we'll just run the ball, and Dak will just pick you apart all the way down, and then you got to convert in the red zone. Uh, and that's the same thing with with the Eagles. If if they're going to play back that whole game, all right, TP Zeke, let's go. Dak, com- continue to be efficient. You get into the red zone, convert touchdowns. Because if you get up fourteen three on Philly, I I feel like it can get out of hand for them. You get up 21-10, I feel like you can make them press. What I don't want to see want to see the Cowboys do is play into the Eagles' hands. And 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 play scared or, or or tight or keep away, right? Everybody wants to do the whole, you know, let's just run the ball fifty times because we're scared of our defense. No. Score points. Score points, and then you make the other team one dimensional. Uh yeah, man. April says uh three hundred and I'm live. Good morning, DC show. Thank you, April, for being up in here. Yes, we are three hundred something deep. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate uh, over there on Facebook in here. Uh, my guy Frost said Jimmy G missed a lot of throws. Should have scored at least on two more drives. That's the other thing. I ain't even come at Jimmy G enough. We talked about it yesterday with the Eagles defense playing up against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is just not that good. And I think it's the reason why Shanahan was so stubborn in the way he ran and how he ran. Not necessarily much of how much he ran. Like I get that the way they were playing back. It was just how he ran it. Jimmy and, and then the, their throws weren't a lot of deep shots or deep middle. He made one really damn good throw, and it was it was his best throw of the day, and it was the longest gain. It was like a he fired it kind of to the left hash. I want to say Debo Samuel between about two or three guys. That was a good throw. Other than that, he missed some throws that were there that I think Dak can complete. But again, test that defense. Don't don't make it easier for them. The Niners, the Falcons, they made it easy for the Philly defense. Kellen Moore, don't 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 get conservative on us. Not week three. Don't get conservative on us. Their safeties need to be tested. I haven't seen anything from them yet to be scared to do some things. This is a Derwin James. This is this isn't even Adderley, who is a pretty decent safety in regards to athletically. You got Darius Slay, you know I get that, but test them. Uh, Niners don't even have the weapons the Cowboys do. Yeah, I talked about that, Jacob. This 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 is going to be the biggest challenge for that Eagles defense, in my opinion. Sky, Cowboys just need to play like they did against the Bucks, and that's a W for Dallas. In what way? 
I don't want them throwing it 60 times, you know, right? Uh, I, I also don't want the defense to give up four passing touchdowns, but I would rather them play more like they did against the Chargers. 17 points, a ton of pressures, a couple interceptions, should have been three. Uh, T-Town says, Kevon Wallace can't cover. Yeah, I, I would be mouse in the house if you can get him on somebody. And then I, I, earlier I saw you, T-Town, you asked about Bra- Bradley Knight against Slater. He played good against Slater. He has, he has some good rushes against Slater. And honestly, his game is the reason why I kind of want to see a little bit more Bradley. And I, like, Basham is good, a good mix. I don't know what their snap count was, but I might flip it in this game to see what I can get from Bradley and I, because I would love to have a guy like Randy Gregory rushing on one end and then Bradley and I. Like, we want Micah Parsons to rush on third, and, and I think they should mix it up. But I think I what I would do in place of Parsons as my rush guy is bring in a nine. So that way you got, and, and this can be the big nickel. You got Hooker, you got Curse as your big nickel. You got uh, KZ. Then you got Micah being the spy. A nigh rushing from one side, and uh, uh, I'm gonna say Demarcus Ware because he wears a 94, <laughs> and Gregory rushing from the other side. Lots of, I know a nigh is not speed, but he's faster than like your your Basham or what have you, and Dorrance Armstrong. So, a lot of athleticism out there, and I think I would do that. I, I'm I'm really I wrote that down. I said, how can I get KZ out there, Curse Hooker, but keep. Micah Parsons at middle linebacker on rushdowns sometimes. Not all the time. It's Bradley Knight. I think that's the key. Yeah, T-Town says, I want Micah to spy on third. I do too. Maybe not all the time, but but on maybe third and five or six, those ones where he can really roll out and get a first and keep the chains moving. Third and long, like uh, third and 11, 12, 10 plus, maybe you say, all right, Micah, go get him, and we'll we'll deal with someone else kind of being a spy. What I don't want, please do not drop Bohanna back trying to be sneaky. Remember the Dorrance Armstrong trail, but don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that because Jalen Hurts will make them look silly. <laughs> will make them look silly. Excuse me. Uh, Frost says he likes that big nickel personnel. I'm, I'm feeling that one too. I feel, I feel like, I think it was uh, somebody on Twitter said that could be the base this week. Because they run a ton of 11 and a ton of 12. That could be the base. Curse, KZ, Hooker. Now, if it's in 12, I think I do bring in Basham. He's better against the run than deny. But if it's 11, if it, they want to bring in three wide receivers, cool. I'm bringing in a nine. Uh, Harper, Kevin Harper says, can you do a breakdown on Bradley and nine? And in what sense? Like the breakdown from the Chargers game? There's a couple film... Uh, highlights from that if you want to call him that from the successful pass rushing attempts that he had on him uh, but what 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 do you want to know about Bradley right now like I say and I've been saying for the last two years he just has a lot of tools in his toolbox he can go in he can hit you with the jump hop he can hit you with the cross chop he's got a spin move on him he's got a rip move he, he has a lot of moves and you can see that you can tell that he worked with Demarcus Lawrence in the offseason because he does that that jump chop that Demarcus Ware is or Lawrence, gosh, to me Demarcus is, or is familiar with. Um, I still think there's much to be to want to see in the run game, but again, that's 
not his forte. That's not his forte. So I, I like Bradley. I, I like Bradley and I. I actually like him better in this game. Trey said the COVID BS is killing our vibe of this team. Is any other team dealing with this? I'm I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure teams are dealing with injuries as well. It's one of those things, man, where when it rains, it pours with Dallas. But as I said on Twitter, it's another opportunity to show that you can overcome this adversity. And fortunately, right now, knock on whatever woods around you, these haven't been things that are going to linger or are season enders. So you'll be getting reinforcements back. Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, Demarcus Lawrence coming back. Uh, Donovan Wilson, if Neil is out, you get Neil back, et cetera, et cetera. You just got to continue to weather the storm, continue to beat this adversity, and then hopefully by the end of the year, you put your, yourself in position to go on a run. Yeah, the Bucks did just lose Antonio Brown to COVID in the sense of he's on the COVID list. So other teams are dealing with it. The Eagles, Zach Ertz, COVID list. So, you know, da- you know Dallas is not the only one. Nobody's going to feel bad for us. We know that. We know that. All right. Stevie Matt, come on, man. We don't say his name up in here. Ooh, no one cares about what Skip got to say. Man. Guy's, a, guy's a hack, man. Guy's a hack. All right, man, great show. Great show. Run this back if you ha- if you missed it, right? Run it back. Follow me on Twitter. If you haven't, ask Skywalker still. Uh, follow the Cowboys uh, A to Z Sports Dallas on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter as well. And then go on A to Z Sports.com slash Dallas for all things Cowboys. And listen to the podcast on all of audio podcast platforms. I'll have this one loaded up. So if you kind of came in this thing late, you're one of those that don't like to watch the live or, or don't want to have your YouTube up when you're driving or cooking or showering or working out. It's cool. Pop on Spotify or whatever your audio podcast of choice, and we good to go. We good to go. Trey said, my confidence is good. It's just every week I'm looking to find out who the league going to take out next week. Yeah, man. Yeah. These these injuries and these this COVID, and it's, it's wild. It's wild, man. It's wild. All right, tomorrow is Feel Good Friday. Let me remind y'all about this before you head out of here. I'm going to drop um, the mailbag questionnaire thing today in the YouTube community on Instagram and on Twitter this time. So if you're on any of those platforms following A to Z Sports Dallas, head on over, drop your questions. I'm going to pull some questions out, and we're going to do the uh, Fan Friday mailbag. All right? Appreciate you guys for being here. Go ahead and press this button and get up out of here. Make sure later today, this is the last episode this week for A to Z Sports Primetime. Mauricio Rodriguez, been killing it, man. He's been killing it. Hey, and I appreciate all the Eagle haters up in here. Y'all been in here this week. <laughs> but y'all learning real quick, my chat don't play. Salute to y'all, man. Love you guys. Shout out to the my guys, donations, and the callers. Appreciate you. See you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., Ish. 8 a.m. ish.
I want me some glory hope.